And I'm Donna Carter. You're listening to Girl on the Go. And right before Mom hit record, I accidentally made just the most repulsive snort sound. (laughs) If any of that accidentally got picked up, I'm so sorry. And I hope it gets edited out. (laughs) So that's why I'm laughing. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Um, So did did we say who we are? Yeah, we did. We did. We We said what show we're on. Good. good. Okay. This is Rosie O'Donnell and... um, (laughs) Uh, and, and this Don, is and, and Don O'Donnell. Excuse me. Oh. There's also a dog. <laughs> this is going so well. This is the best podcast we've ever done. Excuse me. What are you you know what the at, rules buddy? are when we, the doors close. Like I have no idea why he's growling. But okay. <laughs> Great. All right. So um, we're going to talk about peace. Okay. The, the big peace. That big peace. So you should tell the story why we call it that. Um. <laughs> Long-time, or even relatively short-time listeners will know that my marriage has been a bit of an odyssey. Um, not from the actual relationship yeah, standpoint. Yeah, the relationship is it's solid. It's been pretty smooth sailing. Circumstances. And thank God, because the circumstances have been stormy as all get out. Um, and so... My husband was not a believer when we met. Um, and he is now... And so his Christianese is fledgling. Yes, um, yes, that's he's, a great way to put he's, it. He's not totally fluent yet. And um, he was talking to mom and dad about some of the more stressful things in our lives. And um, I had talked to him about, like, how God can give us peace that surpasses understanding. Yeah, so Philippians, I think, 4, 6, and 7. Sure. Yeah. I have a lot of Bible verses in me. I don't know where they yeah, are. Yeah, I'm kind of like that, too. Uh, that one I know. Somewhere in the Bible, it says something like this. The pe- Yeah, peace that passes human understanding. Yeah. yeah, and he couldn't remember the phrase, so he referred to it as that big peace. Excuse me. Ooh, without the hiccup, probably. <laughs> this is going so well. My body's basically exploding. The dog is growling. Everything's fine. We're fine. <sighs> the good news is, I think I've got the frog in my throat under control. But yeah, last I, episode there was some there was some, some rasping. Some, it was staging a coup. Some throat clearing. I apologize <laughs> for all the disgusting sounds coming from girl the, on the worst go. ASMR you've ever heard. <laughs> What's that? Oh, ASMR. It's um. It's this really interesting thing that some people can trigger um, sometimes like the sound of someone whispering or whatever can give you like whole body chills or tingles. I don't totally know what it feels like because it doesn't work for me. But sometimes things like like tapping nails together. Those are my nails. We'll Um, give somebody the whim We'll give someone like a pleasant... (laughs) Oh, pleasant. She, oh, people do it on purpose. Yeah. Oh. It's like a whole thing. It's oh. it's what I used to sell on Fiverr. Okay. Yeah. I would just whisper whatever people asked for. I had like read um, like Peter Rabbit and Goodnight Moon to people. Like, yeah. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, so, no. Anyway, disgusting wow. ASMR. All the That's things, what we're doing. All the things that you can learn on Grow on the Go. Yeah. It's, mm. a, it's a smorgasbord. So I know we talk on Grow on the Go quite a lot about anxiety and mental illness generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of that is 
because that's something we experience. Part of it is because we really want that to be something it's okay to talk about. Especially within the, I know neither of us love this word, but like the Christian community, yeah. or like the churched community. Yeah, where um, you're just supposed to claim a verse pray, and pray yeah, about it. Pray and about it. And like, away. yeah, pray about it. But like, but like God made doctors. Yeah. And, and medication. And meds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about both mainly what we can do from a spiritual perspective to deal with our anxiety and mm -hmm. fear. Um, but that is not to say, like you just said, that we can't also embrace what medicine can yeah. help us yeah. with. The worldly remedies. So you and I both struggle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, I Diagnosed on both sides, yeah, I believe. Yeah, well... Uh, Sort of for me. So okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that I probably have had a generalized um, anxiety disorder my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize that until I went to find help after my traumatic experience in the earthquake yeah. uh, in Haiti. And at that time, I was diagnosed with PTSD. But the more I learned, the more I realized that that trauma was mm -hmm. just kind of the meringue on top of the pie. Well, and, <laughs> and you came... Like right before you you got you went to Haiti and all you got was PTSD um, was when I was diagnosed with a generalized anxiety disorder as mm -hmm. well. Um, and I imagine and you have always been the champion for like, let's get this kid diagnosed yeah. with several things, which thank you so much. Yeah, I can't sing your praises highly enough for uh, that. Well, thank you. I mean, so much of this was really new, like when you were when we first suspected you had ADHD, um, there was almost nothing written, almost no studies conducted on girls. No, and because women why would ADHD. there be? And because still girls are, are just few. little men, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and and I think science um, has sort of said, oh well, you know, menstrual cycles mess up the research. So we're just gonna Which study I was this. eight. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. still several years away. Well, I think I was like thirteen when I got well, my first period. Boys were getting diagnosed because they usually had behavioral problems. They were acting out more aggressively. Mm -hmm. Girls typically don't do that with ADHD. And like there's a lot of socialization there. There's yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff anyway um and of course the internet was a baby so yeah so that was there were like helpful. three books out there to you know yeah anyway um so yeah we, we we got it figured out but um you know and and you had struggled with anxiety like way before you were diagnosed mm -hmm. because you know as a little kid I mean, I didn't know this until you were older and could articulate it, but you had nightmares every night. Well, I didn't think to tell you about it because I thought it was normal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just you thought everyone the, did. We, you, I, we knew you were a weird sleeper. We'd find you in the office some mornings yeah. or on the couch <laughs> watching Murphy Brown reruns in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you were little, like I should have twigged. I couldn't handle, I could not handle the silence. The silence was so scary. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't sleep in silence. I listen to Netflix on my phone okay. when I sleep. Well, and for a lot of your childhood, you listen to Adventures in Odyssey. Tapes, the, yeah. The Focus so on the Kendall. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I remember when I was 17, nearly 18, having a panic attack, probably my first one, in front of dad. Like, I literally couldn't feel my legs, which I now know super common for me to lose feeling in my extremities because all of my blood is like protect the vital organs yeah. but dad was basically like hey um 
you should see if you can get more hours at your job. And it just, like, I flew into a tailspin and dad was like, what is happening? And I'm, like, in a puddle on your bedroom floor. You were out of town. Mm. And I remember dad just being like, what is going on? (laughs) He wasn't unkind, but he was so clearly like, I don't, I'm not familiar with the type of thing I'm seeing right now. Well, and yeah, I've only ever had one anxiety attack. It is the strangest sensation. And I, if it had been happening to you and I'd been watching it, I would have been able to say, oh, she's having an anxiety attack. But when it's happening to you yourself, yeah. and it's the first one, I mean, I thought I was having a stroke. Yep. Because I had the the anxiety. Yeah, thing I can't. Too. I can't feel my fingers. Yeah. yeah. And luckily, now that starts before like an anxiety attack picks up in in earnest. Usually, my face is when I'm like, oh, it's really super extra. If if I start to lose feeling in my face, uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's really it's surfacing. It's ha- I have two minutes to get somewhere safe. Wow. Um, kind of nice. But yeah, now I get those symptoms before it happens. Like I, I could tell I had one coming on when I was training with Lance Storm for wrestling. And I had to be like, I'm so sorry. I'm about to have a panic attack. I have to go. And he was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> was like, Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's the right response. Okay. Oh, man. Well, when you think about it, anxiety is very inefficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, it consumes so much of our emotional and physical energy, but it accomplishes nothing, at least nothing positive. In my journey to be free of anxiety, I've been coming across a lot of stuff um, in in what I'm reading about the word shalom. Um, It's a beautiful Hebrew word that is unlike any word in English. There's a lot of those. It's true. There are a lot of those, and and it actually takes about 10 English words to bring out the full meaning of the word shalom. Often it's translated peace, but it's so much more than the absence of noise or the absence of conflict. So here's what I've learned. Shalom encompasses the idea of wholeness, joy, prosperity, harmony, the idea that everything fits, everything makes sense, and also the idea of having been restored to completeness. The millennials and or Gen Z, slash Z if you're American, um, don't have a single word for this, but they <laughs> they say like, my crops are thriving, my acne's cleared up, my test scores are 100. It's like everything is 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 great. Is, is in exactly where it needs to be. That is Shalom. And I think that's Shalom. I think the millennials and the Gen Z, wow, I sound so old saying that, um, have accidentally come up with a meme that just expresses Shalom. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm hydrated. My skin is clear. My crops are thriving. <laughs> right. Well, and I think thrive is a good word. Yeah. To, and to, um, it's not specific enough, mm-hmm. but it does kind of have that same idea of as, as shalom. Um, yeah, so the Bible tells us that um, Jesus himself is our peace. And we can have shalom because of who Jesus is and what he did. Um, so Jesus himself is our peace. Peace is a person. In Ephesians 2, uh, 13, uh, the, in the voice translation, it says this. But now because of Jesus the anointed, 
and his sacrifice, all of that has changed. God gathered you who were so far away and brought you near to him by the royal blood of the anointed, our liberating king. He is the embodiment of our peace, sent once and for all um, to take down the great barrier of hatred and hostility that has divided us so that we can be one. So he is the embodiment of our peace. He is our peace. And Jesus used a greeting with his friends. Translated, it is peace be with you. Shalom, obviously. Uh, peace be with you. Now, there are some really interesting things about this greeting. Sounds pretty like it was a pretty standard greeting. But first of all, the peace Jesus is talking about is shalom. It's joy, harmony, prosperity, completeness, all those things we said. That's quite a greeting, right? Mm. It's really more of a blessing. You know, in, in, in Canada, we say, hey, <laughs> <laughs> or hi, which is really just a, a noise. It kind of is. Okay, so here's the other interesting thing about this greeting. Jesus didn't use it until he had been crucified, hmm. dying to pay the penalty for our moral failure and rose from the dead, conquering the consequences of all our wrongdoing, aka spiritual death. Jesus used this phrase, phrase three times that we know of. Three times it's recorded in his biographies, but only after his resurrection. Hmm. So Jesus was saying, here's my special brand of shalom. If we have a relationship with Jesus, because of his death, death and resurrection, we have access to shalom. We may not be experiencing it, but it is available to us. Because Jesus has promised that he'll never leave us, Peace is always, it's always in our account, mm. but it's not always in our possession unless we make a withdrawal. I have PC Optimum points that are doing that right now. <laughs> I have over a million points and they won't give them to me. That's fine. Oh. It's side story. Okay. Not a huge deal. I'll get it sorted out. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> but it's just what it made me think of. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So we have this like Shalom account, but it's not... In, in other words, peace is available to me constantly. But if I violate that peace with fear, with anger, or other contradictions to Jesus' character, it's no longer a felt reality. So when I'm anxious, I need to figure out where I left my peace. <laughs> oh, no. One other thing to be anxious about. Where did I put my peace? What, in other words, what temporary emotion or perception have I allowed to influence the eternal reality of shalom that Jesus gave me. So having said that, I, I just want to reiterate what we said at the beginning. Anxiety as a mental disorder has its roots in brain chemistry as well as learned behavior. Mm -hmm. But we don't have to choose between taking meds and trusting Jesus. Sometimes doing both is the best strategy. I'd say a lot of times. Yeah, doing both yeah, really. The, maybe every time. <laughs> if you've well, been prescribed medication... Oh, oh, for sure, if you've been pres uh, prescribed, but not everybody has. Yeah. Yeah. And also, so, let me just say, if suddenly trusting Jesus is really super extra working for you and you don't feel like you need meds anymore, that's amazing. Please go through your doctor to do that. Yeah. Regardless. Please yeah. don't just stop taking them. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. So thank you for permission. <laughs> <laughs> Very important thing I had to say. Um. Where we place our focus 
can dramatically change our thoughts, whether we have mental illness or not, right? Mm -hmm. Like controlling. So neuroscientists are learning that our brains are trainable because of neuroplasty. Plasticity. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Neuroplasty would be like a surgery of some kind. Neuroplasticity. So we can alter how they work by focusing on the right things. Right? So in his letter to the Philippians, the Apostle Paul wrote this. Finally, brothers and sisters, fill your minds with beauty and truth. Meditate on whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever is virtuous and praiseworthy. What we think about, where we allow our minds to go, really matters. Mm -hmm. um, I went through a period of, of um, it was probably PTSD as well. And it wasn't the earthquake. It was after a really, really difficult experience where my husband was a pastor in a church. Yeah. And um, we had to move to a new community. I knew no one. I didn't. I was too depressed to go out and find friends. That's mm -hmm. just being proactive is very hard when you're depressed. So hard. And um, so what I, I had read this scripture about folk of filling, filling your minds with beauty and truth. And I decided I would begin a journal mm -hmm. um, writing down all my happy childhood memories. Mm. And then I actually gave it to my parents as a Christmas gift. Nice. But I spent months doing this. And it was so good because it was it was focusing, right, on truth and beauty and how loved I was and what a beautiful, ooh, now it's my turn to get emotional, um, what a beautiful childhood I had. Mm -hmm. And um, and that helped get me out of depression. Mm -hmm. It really did. Um, so what we think about, where we allow our minds to go really matters. And when we focus on truth and beauty, what we're actually thinking about mm -hmm. is the attributes of God. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think there's also, there. it's not just like, think, think rainbows. Like, think happy thoughts. Yeah, like, okay, great, but this isn't Peter Pan. Um, but it's also working to not catastrophize mm -hmm. and working to not it's so funny because these are conversations I'm having with my team a lot right now working to yes we need to solve problems let's solve the problems that are in front of us not the problems that haven't happened yet mm. um yeah so be present and practice gratitude like there's so much science behind oh. practicing gratitude oh, so much yeah so much. So, um, yeah, when we're focusing on truth and beauty, we are thinking about the attributes of God and God is perfect love. Mm -hmm. Fear or anxiety challenges that truth. And believing a lie cannot coexist with peace. So when we are having dark or anxious thoughts, we really need to truth check what we're believing. <laughs> That's funny. I call it reality check. Okay. It's same thing. Yeah. Same thing. A reality test. Yeah. In, in John's first letter, we read that perfect love dispels all fear. Mm -hmm. When I trade love for fear, I allow into my life something that seeks to steal, kill, or destroy. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't recognize those three words, they're words used in the Bible to describe the mission of evil in our lives. The Bible says that Jesus comes to give life and life to the to the max, mm -hmm. and the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. When we're accessing God's big peace, shalom, we aren't controlled by our circumstances. 
Peace changes its surroundings instead of our surroundings shattering our peace. We see this in Jesus' own life. He fell asleep in a boat in the middle of a severe storm. That's that's impressive, being able to go to sleep when, you know. He's really tired. Yeah. You can't tell me that Jesus wasn't an introvert, because it was after he'd spoken to, like, a lot of people. Yeah. He was just and like, he was, introvert, tired. Oh, yeah. I mean, he often, he probably was a perfect balance between introversion and extroversion, but um, he did retreat. He had, he needed to retreat at times. Um, so I, um, I've wrestled to surrender some troubling circumstances in our family's future to Mm -hmm. God. Um, one of them is if we can't get your husband back to Canada, you will be moving to Australia. And that's Mm -hmm. a really devastating thing for me. But as I've wrestled to, to surrender these things to God, He gave me a beautiful visual of Jesus asleep in the stern of a boat and me sound asleep beside him, tucked under his right arm with my head on his chest. That's how he wants me to ride out the storm, in perfect, peaceful trust in his power, his goodness, and his love. And if you're familiar with the Bible, um, this picture was obviously inspired by a true story from Jesus' life told by Matthew and Mark. In Mark chapter 4, we read this. Do you want to read that, Kay? Sure. Starting in verse 35. Okay. Mm. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence! Be still! Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Hmm. What was in Jesus? What was in Jesus? influenced what was around him. Peace doesn't deny a problem's existence. It denies its influence. Mm -hmm. I love that this passage calls what they experienced after Jesus' huge display of power a great calm. I love that. A big peace. A big peace, yeah. When Jesus spoke to those in the boat with him, his friends and followers, I think he was saying, did you forget who I am? Did you believe your fears instead of me? Did you believe a lie? It's so easy to be controlled by anxiety and fear when our lives become turbulent and stormy. But if we know Jesus, we can just lie down beside him. We can tuck ourselves under his arm and rest our heads on his chest. In other words, we can trust him. We can trust him to calm the storm or to simply keep our hearts safe in it. We can trust him with our future, however it turns out, knowing he's in control over our circumstances every bit as much as he controls the weather, and that he only ever has our best interest at heart. So let me just remind our listeners of God's strategy for experiencing the peace of God as it's spelled out for us in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And you mentioned the gratitude piece. 
thank him for all he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. Big peace. <laughs> His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So in implementing this strategy, this the strategy outlined in these verses, you're simply saying to God, okay, Lord, I'm not carrying this load myself anymore. I can't do it. I'm giving this worry, this concern, this issue over to you to carry for me. And I accept your peace to guard my heart from allowing this particular problem to steal my sleep or my joy from now on. Mm -hmm. One thing I catch myself thinking a lot is, oh, thank God I don't have to solve this problem by myself. Yeah. And they, really it is. It's just like, eh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it works. It does. Mm -hmm. From personal experience, I can tell you this works. And, and it works because we, if we know that God is in control and that he loves us and that he always acts for our ultimate good. And, and that peace is always available to us. Anytime panic or worry overtakes us, we can call out to him in prayer and find shalom. And some of us might just need to learn the discipline of doing that, right? Of exchanging our anxiety for the peace of God. Mm -hmm. But some of our listeners might not be in a position of a relationship with Jesus where that peace is available to them because they've not yet made their peace with God. Making peace with God is the most profound transaction you will ever make, but nothing could be less complex. It simply involves letting God know your willingness to surrender your will to him accepting his forgiveness and love and committing to live his way from here on. You, you just do it in a prayer. And the exact words aren't even important because God knows what's going on in your heart. Now, living with him in relationship with him isn't always going to be easy. No. But making that choice is very simple and praying that prayer is very simple. If you choose to invite Jesus into your life, you will never need to feel the full weight of whatever's going on in your life. And here's the bottom line. If a powerful and loving God has declared his intention to take care of you, there is literally nothing to be afraid of. No war, recession, pandemic, or even our own failures or mistakes can derail God's plan for us. That's the ultimate source of the big piece. If you do decide to ask Jesus um, to sort of <laughs> take take control, take the reins of your life, we encourage you to tell someone. Absolutely. Um, and if you <laughs> if you don't know any people that are believers, I I don't know how you found this podcast, but we're ha <laughs> we're happy to have you. Um, yeah, reach out to me. Yeah, uh -huh. reach out to mom on socials um, or like just start going to your local church and be like, hi, I'm new, not just here, but like to all of this. Mm -hmm. um, I am positive you will be welcomed with very open arms. Mm -hmm. That is about it for us today on Grow on the Yeah, Go. you did mention socials. So why don't you just give some of our uh, addresses there? Yeah, so you can find mom, mm -hmm. uh, just Donna Carter on Facebook. You can also follow us grow on the go pod on instagram mm -hmm. and we post little videos there 
Uh, Also remember to subscribe on your favorite app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Or, of course, you can listen anytime using the MyJoyRadio app. Thank you so much for joining us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst. And I'm Donna Carter. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.